0: Good morning church. It's always a joy and a pleasure to be. Has anybody realized we're getting nearer and nearer the back again even after the kids have gone out? (laughs) Do you know I give up trying to get up with my makeup intact because every time we worship I just get lost with Jesus and I just cry (laughs) because he's just so amazing and I just think what a wonderful time of worship. And, you know, I'd like to get up today and be, you know, the funny stories at the beginning and everything that we do. And, but I, I believe there's, um, the presence of God in this house is so tangible and so evident. And as I was planning my message I kept trying to put in quirky little stories and funny little stories, and we always like to preach in a way that you understand what we've been through, that we're relational with you, that we're vulnerable with you, that we're, Barry's shouting things out at the front and cutting right across the flow, but we'll let him off. Um, But you know, today I want to share something with you that we're building a great church, and we're building a great church because it's God's church. And we've already talked about the vision of this church. If people who weren't here for our Vision Sunday, go over to the podcast, take a listen. You know, death tried to steal this church and bring it down, but death could not stop this church and this move of God because it is God's church and it's God's house. And we've been entrusted with some wonderful and great things in the buildings that God has so graciously passed our way. And there's a lot of work to do in them. Why? that's why we're in vision season. But, you know, if all we do is restore the buildings and don't restore what needs to be restored within us and don't grow spiritually in us, then the buildings will be empty. Because the presence of God in here needs to be so tangible that when people walk through, it is unmistakable that they have walked into somewhere different. That they would know without us even speaking that the presence of God is in this place that they would know that the power of God is in this place, that they would know the life-transforming power of Jesus. And if we don't do that in this place amongst ourselves, then the buildings become nothing because we carry the presence of God in us and we make up the church. And so instead of me starting with quirky stories, I want to tell you exactly what God's placed on my heart. The theme of this message, I believe today, will bring for people long awaited breakthroughs. Hallelujah. It will bring momentary miracles. Now when I say momentary I don't mean that it will last a short time. Yeah, awesome. I mean will come in a short time. That there will be momentary miracles in this place that you will have walked in one way you will leave another because the miracle will be momentary. It will be an instant thing. It will become it will come so fast. I believe there will be clarity and insight after we've talked about this subject that God has put on my heart to speak today. It came on Friday. Normally, we like to be well in in advance, prepped and ready. This message came on Friday. This message came through something that I was going through. And I was like, God, is this what you wanted me to speak on? And then I put YouTube on and listened to some worship. And the first worship song was about... These four words. Then I was like, okay. And then I put another one on. And the song was about these four words. And then I put another one on. And the song was about these four words. And I think God was like, Vicky, do you get it? Do you get it? And in this place today, we will see signs and wonders and we will see miracles. Can we stand together? Because here's the thing the outcome. Of today is not down to whether I'm a good preacher. The outcome of today is down to whether we are ready to receive and whether we are leaning in. It's down to the soil as the seed is planted in us as to what happens. So I want us to stand today and I want us to get ourselves ready as we collectively say our declaration that we say before our preachers. And when we say this and we say it with our whole heart and we lean in and we speak it with faith, you know what happens? Our soil is ready to receive whatever God has got to say to us. Are we ready? I am a child of God, so I am entitled to all the benefits that brings. Right now, I'm ready to listen to all that God has to say to me and to respond with faith, belief, and be changed by His word. And everybody said, Amen. Thanks, Josh. Thank you very much. Let's take our seats. Um, my message today is called the full package. And you could say, that could, that could be many different things, but if you go on an all-inclusive holiday, it's the full package. You have everything that you will need on that holiday. Everybody loves to choose an all-inclusive holiday because they know that they are covered and well-looked after. The four words that I am going to speak to you on today is the full package. You don't need anything else for your life. You know, I saw somebody with a T-shirt on this morning and it said, not in church, somewhere else, and it said, choose your battles. (laughs) I want to say to you, these four words you don't need to choose your battles because you've already won each and every single one of them you are victorious the power of these four words can easily for Christians who've been saved for many years be taken for granted forgotten about not used or even underestimated for those of you who are new to Christ and are new Christians maybe you don't even understand the power of these four words these four words are something that I learned about in Sunday school. I learned something in Sunday school. That wasn't because my, like, I'm not saying that because I had a bad Sunday school teacher. I had that saying that because I was naughty. But I learned these four words in Sunday school. But I learned about them. I didn't know the power of them. Yeah. Now I know the power of these four words. By the end of the day, I want you to fully know the power of what these words stand for and the meaning of them. I want you to take notes because I believe from what God is saying today, you will go away and you will need to revisit and keep revisiting this when the enemy comes in and tries to tell you something that is not true. You will remember these four words and these four words are this, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I bet everybody has heard of the blood of Jesus, but do we know the truth of the blood of Jesus? You see, on the cross when Jesus died and he shed his blood, it wasn't just any normal kind of blood. In that day, crucifixion was a normal thing. When he died, there there were sinners either side of him, there were thieves either side of him on the cross. The blood where his cross, the ground where his cross stood was familiar to blood. It was a bloodbath. The soldiers that stood at the foot of the cross, the soldiers that watched from afar off were all too familiar with blood. The crowd that were the audience, because it was a bit of a sport and people liked to go and watch. They were all too familiar with blood. It wasn't a shocking thing seeing this man spill his blood. It was a familiar thing. It was something that was normal in that day. Until Jesus. Until Jesus. Because when that blood was shed, everything changed. The Roman centurion stood at the foot of the cross, seeing crucifixions hundreds and thousands of times over. It was his job. It's what he did. He stood there and he said, surely this must have been the son of God because when his blood was shed, everything changed. The blood that hit that ground was a blood that was so different. Nobody had seen this power before. The blood of Jesus provides everything we need to live a life of victory. We don't need to have pockets in our world that we don't have the victory in. The blood of Jesus provides everything that we need to live a life of victory. The blood of Jesus is the full package. Whatever it is that you are in need of today, it is the full package. And I want to say to you, you may not be seeing the full truth of the blood of Jesus in your life, but that does not mean that there are areas of the blood of Jesus that are powerless. The blood of Jesus is powerful. There's an old hymn, and I have gone around singing it the last couple of days. There is power in the blood. There is power, but I'm not going to sing Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus Christ. He's Jesus Christ. And I've been singing it and singing it and singing it and two of my kids have started going around the house singing it and the youngest Charlotte's like, Mom, is this a new song? I'm like, quite. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Because you see, right back in the beginning when God made it all perfect and he walked with Adam and he had that relationship with Adam and he had that closeness and he had that bond and then sin happened and it broke it all at that moment there had to be sacrifices made for the sins that we committed Back in the Old Testament, if you read it, you will see they talk about sacrificing lambs. This is why Jesus is the sacrificial lamb. Because when Jesus hung on that cross and his blood was shed, what happened? He cried out, it is finished. No more, no more. From this moment on, it is finished. The blood that I have shed, it is finished. No more lambs need to be sacrificed for your forgiveness. It is finished. It's the full package. It's life changing and it's life transforming. And the minute you gave your life to Christ, no matter where you find yourself today, there is a phrase that I said I will never really use because it sounds like something out of a horror film, but I'm going to explain it to you. From the moment that happened, you were washed in the blood of the Lamb. Your sins were forgiven yeah. and you were made right with God, washed in the blood of the Lamb. You know, I have been tempted with my twin boys when they were little and used to dig in the garden and things like that to get a bucket of water. I didn't actually ever do it. And chuck the bucket of water over them. And in one, I always hope that in one foul swoop, they would be clean. That's what happened when you gave your life to Christ. You were washed in the blood of the lamb. I want to talk about five areas today. And I know the worship has run it over and praise God it did. Because it was a wonderful time of worship. So I'm going to try and maybe shorten my message for you. But I want to make sure that I get across everything that God says. I want you to understand the power in the blood of Jesus. Because this is the full package it's the real deal and every single area of your life, let's not pick and choose the power of the blood, okay? The power of the blood is a full package. So let's not go, I can see it working here, but I can't see it working here. If we can't see it working here, I had to do this on Friday. I needed to speak it out. There was a situation on Friday and I sat on the settee of a little settee in the kitchen and I, and, I, and I said this, and if it's your first time today and maybe you don't know about Jesus and the crucifixion, you're like, I don't get this, come and speak to me later because there's only so much I can fit in in half an hour. <laughs> and I sat there and I, and I named this situation and I said this, I plead the blood of Jesus over it now. And then I began to name names. I plead the blood of Jesus over. I plead the blood of Jesus over. I plead the blood of Jesus over. You know when you plead the blood of Jesus, you're not going, oh God, please. When you plead the blood of Jesus, you present the blood of Jesus. You declare the blood of Jesus to the enemy. And everything is trying to bring um, your way because the enemy is a troubler. He's a troubler. He will come and try and trouble you. He will come and he will cause mischief. And in that moment when I sat there and I said, I plead the blood of Jesus over that situation, you know what happened? I presented to the enemy that I am washed in the blood of the lamb. I am washed in the blood of the lamb and the power of the blood is in me. The name of Jesus is backed up by the power of the blood of Jesus. It's the full package. And you know what happened when I did it? instantly I was just at peace from something I was being so troubled by and so I want to explain just five areas if I can get through them all if not I'm going to pick some of them of the power in the blood the first one is redemption through the blood of Jesus redemption is the action of saving something the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. We were always meant to be in relationship with God. And when that happened in the garden, relationship broke down. I was listening to a song this morning and it said, I was yours before I was not. I was found before I was lost. Because at the beginning, God's plan was for us that we would belong to him, that we would be in relationship with him. And God's plan brought us back from brokenness with the most costly blood. There was no lamb that you could have got that could ever have come close to the blood of Jesus. And he bought us back from sin. He bought us back, he paid the price, he canceled the debt of our sins and we were redeemed because of the blood of Jesus in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 it says he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins yeah. if you are sat here today and you think you are unforgivable i tell you you are not because of the blood of jesus forgives it all it covers it all and it washes us clean You have not gone too far. There aren't too many skeletons in your closet for the blood of Jesus. All we need to do is receive it. He has redeemed us and he has called us by name and we are his. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to pay for it. It was provided as a gift from the cross when that blood poured out, a blood that had never, ever, ever been seen before we were bought with the most costly price God's own son Jesus that was number one number two authority over the devil we have a troubler and we have somebody that likes to cause mischief and truth is we don't like to talk about the bad stuff but we have an enemy and the minute we decided to follow Christ, there was someone out to try and derail us, right. and it's the devil. There is a heaven and, the he- and there's a hell. There is a savior and there is an enemy. Yes. But the power in the blood of Jesus gives us authority over the devil and all his plans and all his schemes. There is someone who knows, sometimes maybe better than we do, the enemy knows the power and authority that is given to us by the blood of Jesus. He knows it. He knows full well that through the blood of Jesus and what happened on the cross, the power and authority given to us, and he will do anything to make sure you don't find out about it. He's probably not very happy with me at this current moment in time. Because he will do anything so that we don't find out about the power and authority that we've got over him and all his schemes. He will try to keep us distracted. He will send people or ideas to cause confusion. He will plant seeds of doubt to keep you from what belongs to you. Life in all its fullness. He will do whatever it takes the reason he'll do whatever it takes is because he is running scared because he knows the power in the blood. Yeah, right. He knows. And so. If you're not aware of the power in the blood, what happens is when he's bringing things your way to cause confusion, to cause you to stumble, to cause you to feel worn out, to cause you to feel weary, to cause you to feel downcast, what happens is he takes your attention so you're looking at the situation rather than looking at Jesus Christ and what happened on the cross. If there's anyone who had something to lose for for you finding out the truth, it's him. You have nothing to lose when you find out the truth about the blood of Jesus. He has everything to lose. Maybe today is a day for you to say, he's done. He's done. Maybe today is a day where you say, I see what you've been doing. I see what you've been doing. You've been troubling me. I see and i'm going to place you under my feet and i am going to plead and present the blood of jesus over my life revelation chapter 12 verse 10 to 11 says then i heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens it has come at last salvation and power and the kingdom of our god and the authority of his christ for the accuser The devil is an accuser. He will make you think things. He will accuse you of stuff. He will pour shame on you. He will be an accuser of you. Listen to this. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to the earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night, and they have defeated him by the blood of, of the Lamb, and by their testimony. Church, we need to start speaking out our testimony, pleading the blood of Jesus, and then speaking out what he's done, speaking out over your life. No, I plead the blood of Jesus. I am victorious because of the cross. I plead the blood of Jesus. He is faithful to me. I plead the blood of Jesus. Bring up some of the, the things that you know God has already done, and stand on them like a rock. He is defeated by the blood of the Lamb, And by the word of our testimony, he is defeated. It isn't a case of give it a go. You might bring him down. He is defeated. He is defeated. Who in here today feels like you're defeated? The truth is, he is defeated. You present the blood of Jesus to him and he cannot stand against the blood of Jesus. authority over the devil in the blood of Jesus. Number three, fellowship with God through the blood of Jesus. Fellowship is closeness. It's a friendship, but it's not just a friendship. This friendship is what Adam had at the beginning with God, where he would walk with him and talk with him. God would show Adam things in the garden, this beautiful place where nothing was broken, where everything was just beautiful. Adam had fellowship with God and it broke because of sin. But the blood of Jesus fixed it. It fixed it. So when we belong to Christ and we give our lives to Jesus, and we are washed in the blood of the Lamb, fellowship comes through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. That closeness with God where you have felt separated, and here's the thing, you might say, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm not feeling so close to God at the moment. I would ask you, what has the enemy thrown your way to trouble you? What has the enemy thrown your way to accuse you? What has the enemy thrown you, your way to make you feel ashamed? Is there something, Maybe you don't realize it's the enemy. Maybe you're tormenting yourself through something. You feel like you can't enter into the presence of God. You feel like he's a holy God. I can't stand there. But the day you were washed in the blood of the lamb, you were made right. You were made right. And wherever you are today, if you belong to Christ, you were made right. And those things that you feel are troubling you, those things that you feel are keeping you away from God, plead the blood of Jesus over them. Speak it out. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a temptation. Maybe I don't know what it is, but speak the blood of Jesus over it. Plead the blood of Jesus and say, no, I plead the blood of Jesus over that. I am victorious. I have been made right and it's my right. I am entitled to be at one with God and be in fellowship with God because of the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9 verse 7 says, but only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year. So this is going back to where sacrifices were made. There was only ever the priest that could enter the most holy place, the presence of God. How amazing is that? That today we have sat in the presence of God. Once a year, only the priest could ever enter that place and he would make sacrifices He would always, sorry, and he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of the people that had committed in ignorance. That would mean that today could not happen. We could not sit here in the presence of God. We could not stand with our arms raised in worship in just absolute awe and wonder of God and his love because there was the most holy place where the priest could only go. But the blood of Jesus made the way uh, for us to access that place. Access all areas. Backstage pass, front stage pass. (laughs) Is there a side stage? There is now. Side stage pass, (laughs) left and right. Wherever you are, access all areas because of the blood of Jesus. There is nothing that needs to stop you having fellowship with God and having that closeness because you are washed in the blood of the lamb 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ did the enemy make you think you couldn't be in his presence guess what you can he's a troubler and he's an accuser, and he is defeated by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, the full package, the blood of Jesus. You know, we can spend long enough, I don't know, maybe, I'm sure this isn't for everybody, maybe it's just me, but we can fall into the trap of spending long enough using this to speak out untruths, But then suddenly if we say like, speak out, I plead the blood of Jesus. Whoa, that's a little weird. It's not. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in our tongue. And we need to speak it out. We need to say no way. No way. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And I've been washed in the blood of the lamb. And therefore, I can keep the enemy defeated. I can be in fellowship with God. And oh, how wonderful I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. The next one, healing through the blood of Jesus. Healing through the blood of Jesus. You know, the power in the blood, it's a full package. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm gonna be honest, I'm looking at the clock and I'm gonna speak really fast, but apparently women are good at that. So, um, <laughs> I used to struggle talking about healing because I used to think to myself, okay, well, that could really affect somebody who, who's not been healed or that could really offend or that could really, you know, can I say, that was the enemy up to mischief. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Barry that said this to me once. He said, if you go to the doctor, Vicky, and you don't get the answer, do you never go again? You're like, I'm done. I'm changing surgeries. You keep going back. So I wanna say to you today, let God speak to you in a fresh way over where you're at with your health because of the blood that was shed, that was healing. You know when he was whipped, whipped within an inch of his life? Do you think he dropped blood? Before he ever got to the cross, before he ever got to the cross, Isaiah 53 verse 5 says he was whipped so we could be healed. Some translation says by his stripes we are healed by his stripes through the blood of Jesus we are healed. Let's not take part, just part of the power of the blood because you feel it hasn't worked before. If we keep going back to a GP, should we not keep pleading the blood of Jesus? Should we not keep pleading the blood of Jesus? If we'll take a pill, and I'm not saying, disclaimer here, I'm not saying don't take your tablets, okay? That's between you and God. Before anybody says, Vicky said, throw your tablets down the toilet. I didn't. But what I am saying to you is, if we will take the tablets, will we not plead the blood of Jesus. How many times a day do we have to take our tablets? Should we not wake up in the morning and say, I plead the blood of Jesus. I, 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 currently, I currently have a skin condition and I'm going to be honest with you, it can cause me some problems and I say I currently have a skin condition because I heard a great preacher say this once, "Who had breast cancer when cancer came to visit because a visitor never stays. So I say this currently, this thing I have, it causes me some problems. It really causes me some problems. And I don't like the way it looks. But if I can go on Google and try and find answers, can I not open my eyes in the morning and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over this illness? I plead the blood of Jesus. Because it's not gone by the end of the day. Do I give up and go back to Google? No, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my illness. And I say, No, by his stripes, I'm healed. So I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. You know what? For some people, I want to say to you, Lay hands. Lay hands on yourself. Don't wait for someone else to lay hands on you and pray. Lay hands on yourself. There's power. There's power in the laying on of hands. The Bible talks about it, but sometimes we think other people have to do it for us. Lay hands on yourself. Where's your sickness? Is it your stomach? Is it your head? Is it your leg? Is it your skin? Lay hands and say, I plead the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I am whole and I am healed Keep saying it, take it as your medicine. There is power in the blood of Jesus for healing. Present and argue with the enemy. No. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the blood of Jesus. This is the full package. Keep going. Keep going, keep going. If you take tablets so many times a day, before you take your tablet, plead the blood of Jesus. Set an alarm on your phone, plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. He was whipped so we could be healed. And last one, number five. Protection through the blood of Jesus. If you read the book of Exodus, the first part of Exodus, you will see that Pharaoh was holding God's people captive. He was holding the people captive. He was abusing them. He was treating them horrendously and he would not let God's people go. He had a hold over them and he would not let God's people go. And Moses would go and speak to him and say, let my people go. God says, let my people go and Pharaoh's heart has got harder and harder and harder and harder and harder. Has so it ever felt like that with a situation? That you pray and the situation just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse? He refused to let them go. And so God sent some plagues. Go and read about the plagues, they're horrendous. After nine devastating plagues, Pharaoh was still at it. He was still going for it, he was harder than ever. And so God sent a final plague and it was a plague of judgment and it was to kill all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. We've got to remember is God's people were there and the plague was to kill all the firstborns. There was only way, one way they could be saved from that plague and it was through the shedding of blood. The only thing that would protect them was through the shedding of blood. Listen to this, Exodus chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt for I am the Lord. But the blood, this is speaking to his own people, on your doorposts, God said, will serve as a sign, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. The plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. They needed to take the lamb, they needed to kill the lamb, and they needed to paint along their door frames. This is a really long door frame, sorry, just going with the flow. <laughs> The blood of the lamb. And the angel of death could not touch that house because blood had been shed. Those people stayed inside their homes. They lived beneath the blood, under the covering of the blood. And they knew as long as they stayed under the covering of the blood and did not step from it, stop, not step from under it, they would be saved They would be protected from harm. They would be protected from the plague of death because God had promised that that is what would happen. And so they did just as he said. And I remember, do you remember years ago, the Ten Commandments films? I remember watching them with my dad, so I was only tiny. And I remember watching the little bit where they painted the blood along the door. And I remember it was a really eerie bit and there was just this, like, Oh, it was almost like a smoke and the lighting was eerie and it, was, it seemed really good at the time. If you looked at it now, you'd probably laugh actually because of the special effects. And it came along the road and you would hear <coughs> as people, kids were killed. And I remember it coming to a house where there was blood on the door. I remember it so vividly. And they were inside. They were making food. <laughs> they were in fellowship together because they were safe beneath the blood. They were safe beneath the blood. And it's the same for us. When we give our lives to Christ and we are washed in the blood of the lamb, the blood is on the doorpost of our lives. And there is protection through the blood of Jesus. Whatever is coming against you, You might feel that things are closing in on you from all sides. I want to tell you there is protection under the blood of Jesus. That things, and Barry read it in the psalm before, people around you may die, things may go on, but there is protection over you because of the blood of Jesus. There is power, power wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. I started this meeting by saying there will be momentary miracles in this place. I don't say things lightly. And I don't say it because your momentary miracle will come through me. I say it because your momentary miracle will come through the one who spoke this word today. And he has promised. And so as we stand and we sing this song, let's stand together. Put out the sign and let the darkness know. When death and darkness come to strike you, maybe sickness is striking you now. You present the blood of Jesus. And you live beneath the blood. Maybe today you're struggling with anxiety or mental illness. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Maybe it's something in your stomach. I plead the blood of Jesus. Maybe it's fear. I plead the blood of Jesus. Whatever it is as we sing this song, momentary miracles will happen in this place. The blood of Jesus is inexhaustible and never ending. It is an unlimited supply. When we apply the blood of Jesus to the doorstep posts of our life in faith, Don't plead the blood of Jesus if you don't believe it. If you've had a clicking moment, you're like, I get it. I've heard about the blood of Jesus, but now I get it. The faith in the blood of Jesus. You will see the power to defeat every single curse that tries to take residence in us. When you speak the name of Jesus and you plead the power in the blood of Jesus... Darkness has to flee because the blood of the Lamb is behind it and you are protected. We're going to just go into a worship song. Have your moment. Plead the blood of Jesus. There is power in the blood and if you belong to him, you have been washed in the blood of the Lamb.